You plugged in, Chris? I am plugged in. Welcome to the Plugged In Podcast. This is Chris from Twitter. Uh, Joe Hawks, how you doing, people? The people are doing good. Um, today, we're going to, we got a couple of different issues that we're going to be talking about, some basketball stuff um, for the most part. Um, but before we start, we did want to welcome our special guest, Bully, is back to join us. Bully, say what's up to the people. Hey, people, how you doing? Thanks for having me, gentlemen. No problem. Oh, it's always always great to have Bully on. Yep, and and um, another thing before we start, go ahead and follow me um, on Twitter at Chrissy underscore Hustle. Follow the Plugged In Podcast page first and foremost at Plugged In Pcast. And also, you can follow me, Joe Hawks, at JLHB five one zero on Twitter at JLHB five one zero. Bully, go ahead and let them know your your Twitter. You ain't got nothing else to do. You can follow me at Bully Was here. <laughs> there you go uh let's see all right let's 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 get this thing jumping um the first thing we want to actually talk about was the uh naismith memorial basketball hall of fame class of 2020 um do you agree with the selections of the, of the new members i mean i like i like the class i mean you see that uh you got kobe i mean it's you know it's you know you know he was going to go in even though He's not going to be uh, physically in person to accept his uh, introduction, uh, induction, excuse me. And Kevin Garnett and uh, Tim Duncan are just viable, are, are really no brainers to me. Um, Tamika Ketchens, uh, out of uh, a longtime WNBA player, real good uh, college player at Tennessee, she mm. is, is very deserving. But um, yeah, I, I really, I really like the new uh, members going in. Uh, I really believe that Tim Duncan uh, is really, you know, really deserving guy, you know, won, won five titles, uh, same with Kobe and, you know, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett won his, you know, eventually won his uh, championship in uh, Boston. All three guys won MVP, uh, uh, or excuse me, uh, Tim, I know Kobe and, uh, and KG both have won uh, MVP awards. So, I mean, really it's, it's a real refreshing class. It's 2020 uh, class of Hall, uh, Hall of Fame class is really, really good. What year did KG came out? What ninety was ninety five, ninety six? KG came out ninety five. Ninety five, and then Kobe yeah. came out after that, right? Ninety six. Okay. Nine, yeah, the ninety six, ninety seven draft. All right. Um, ninety six. Excuse me. I'm fine with the with the the inductees. I mean, I think that's a pretty good class. Like, that's pretty much those are the three guys that were showcase players for the last 20 years. Um, you know, the, they capped off the 90s. That, that decade of the, the 2000s was pretty much their show. KG had all those years where he was with Minnesota. Um, and, and then I think you saw, like, his career take off a little bit more when he got to Boston. Um, I mean, I would say his prime was in Minnesota. Um his prime was in Minnesota, and then he, you know, he he got to to Boston and finally had some some other guys to to play around him, um, and you saw that team have. What'd you say? As I'm quoting, quote unquote, help. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and so, um, I mean, I've I've always been okay with KG. I mean, I I like the trash talk, the defense that he's played. I actually just. You know, it's been a lot of Twitter videos floating around. So, I, you know, I, I think I tagged you guys in the one where he was just, like, dunking all over people. Um, 
That's another thing. People forget just when he was in Minnesota, how athletic he really was. I mean, that's, yeah, of course, that's his younger, that's younger K, uh, KG. And, and, you know, Father Time is is really undefeated. But he was just, just, it just seemed like every time he got to the rack, it was just unstoppable. That guy was just, uh, it just really just a, a monster out there on the court. You, you know, the other interesting thing that I just thought about was, was that, so with this class, you got Kobe, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. KG and Kobe were both guys that came out of high school. Yeah. And so, like... Duncan stayed all four years. Like, four. But he also didn't learn how to play basketball until, what, like, he was, what, 18 or 19 or something like that? Yeah, yeah. He was, I like, mean, he was like an Olympic swimmer, and then... Yeah, he, he was... He he grew up in, uh, you know, in the U.S. Virgin Islands. He yeah. loved to swim. And, and so, basketball was, was an afterthought uh, for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Willie? What, 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 what's your take on uh, all these three guys getting into the hall? Uh, I have no problem with uh, any of them, honestly. Okay. Uh, obviously, the thing with Kobe is uh, he won't actually be there because I think everybody's going to look forward to that speech. Yeah. Uh, I was looking for, I was really, I would be really looking forward to that speech. Yeah. Say something about Shaq or, you know, take a shot at somebody, bring up Smush Parker or anything. <laughs> Just to see what he a has. Smush pa- uh, a Smush Parker drop. Yeah. Uh, Nick Young. <laughs> yeah, you know, just any, just any of that. So I just, I was really looking forward to hear what Kobe had to say or what he was going to say or whatnot. You know, yeah. what are they going to do about who's going to speak for him? Is it going to be his wife? I that is a very good question. Um, I don't, I, don't, I, I haven't heard uh, specifically who's going to give um, his speech. Um, but it would have been, I mean, it would have been. That's this is I mean this is why it's really tough for this uh for this class coming even though it's it's a, it's gonna be a spectacular class going in without Kobe there um I think his speech would have been almost reminiscent of how uh, Michael Jordan um had his speech everybody yeah and and but but Kobe's gonna would have a little bit more hum, humility with it uh, I think as he as as he's mature as he matured and uh, later on in his career and basically after. Um, after he left the court in his retirement, I mean, you saw the the uh, the filmmaker Kobe, the story, you know, the storyteller Kobe. So um, it would have been just a great, it would have been really refreshing just to see that man, um, uh, you know, accept his rightful place in the Hall of Fame, along with K- KG and um, Tim Duncan. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I thought it would have been pretty cool to just to see him reflect on his journey through the nba and then also just talk about some of the you know like his more recent endeavors getting involved with like his daughter and um the coaching scene doing the espn stuff um the other thing rough years those rough laker years yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i was like i I would i would have loved to have seen like or heard some you know like some friendly barbs that he yeah yeah so i mean that that stuff would have been great um Real quick, like just just to play a little bit, have a little bit of fun with this. Like, give me one word when you guys think of Kobe. One word. Yeah, like when when you think of Kobe Bryant, what's one word that immediately immediately comes to mind? Uh, uh, probably relentless. Because you know his first those were the first three years in the league, he was barely playing. He missed those free throws in Utah, but he's like, I don't care, I'm gonna go shoot him again. So it's just just relentless. It's just like. I, I, and I remember I heard a story about uh, when Dwight Howard was there. Dwight Howard was like, what do you tell Dwight Howard, you know, practice your free throws, practice your free throws. He's like, but I'm not getting no better at him. I'm, uh, I keep missing. I keep missing. He's like, don't worry. We all miss. You see me. Yeah. He practiced. 
I guess like, like really, like I'm not scared to miss. It's okay. We go, we all gonna miss some, you know. So that's what that would be my one word. Leader, leader. I mean, he led by example. I mean, I'm, I mean, you gotta think about it. I mean, one story you you hear the uh, about LeBron and and uh, D Wade leaving after yeah. uh, after the uh, the Lakers played uh, the Heat one time, and Kobe was was after was was still in the arena playing ball. These guys are leaving. These guys are leaving out for the night. We're about to leave out for the night, and this man Kobe is putting up shots after the game, and D Wade pretty much was like. We can't let this guy just, you know, outwork us in our own building. So they got out, you know, they they went back into the locker room, changed into their gear, came out and started practicing up on the, you know, an opposite court. But like I said, I think of leader when I think of Kobe Bryant. When I, anytime I think of Kobe Bryant, because I mean, just Bully has said it before. I mean, Kobe, his last game, that man left everything out there on the court. Six, what did he shoot? Like he was like six for twenty-one or six for twenty-two from three. That man was, was he, just, he just throwing up the shot, shots. Man. So I mean, he really didn't care, but he led by, like I said, led by example, and he really could get it into your face when 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 the when the time uh, was time was needed. I mean, Dwight Howard, um, you saw how fast he got up out of L.A., but I guarantee you this: if you ask Dwight Howard right now, that probably was the best thing that ever happened to him in his career because it kind of put himself back into focus and getting himself right to uh, pretty much, uh, you know, to still be a contributor in the league. Because well, he had been a centerpiece his entire career in Orlando. Then he went to the Lakers after Orlando. He got yeah. traded to the Lakers after. Yeah, he got yeah. traded yeah. out of uh, out of, yeah, out of Orlando to L.A. And then he got to the Rockets. He yeah. signed with the Rockets after yeah. that or something like that. But that all that just to say that that was the first time in his career that he wasn't the centerpiece or the focal point right. of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the word that I think of when I when I hear Kobe is fearless. Um, and the reason that I say that is just because he didn't really care who you were. He was gonna uh. come at you. And uh, like one of my favorite stories was the time that he threw a ball at Shaq during practice. I oh, was yeah. like, <laughs> like who in their right mind would oh, would do that? And then like these dudes basically started fighting during practice. And I was like, that's. I mean, to me, and Shaq always talks about that as being one of the things that really got his respect was somebody that could actually challenge him. And so when I think of Kobe, that I mean, that's really what I think of is just that fearlessness because, you know, like, you know, it, maybe maybe it was to, to the detriment of the Kobe and Shaq Lakers, but at the same token, like, I think that that probably got the most out of Shaq while they were there. You got to think about it. Kobe was just not – really you know okay with Shaq coming into training camp out of shape yeah i mean that was that was the whole big thing about it i mean kobe wanted to you know kobe wanted to win just as bad as Shaq did kobe out here after the finals is pretty much like jerry rice after after the super bowl after the pro bowl still running routes like it's game day kobe was out there still shooting like it was game day and he wanted Shaq to have that same commitment so i mean what do you expect to do be a was fearless was a leader competitive i mean that's what you all that's what you got with kobe bryant yeah and then uh i mean yeah and even Shaq reflects on it and looks at that situation differently and says like there's things that he could have did differently he's i think he's he's even on the record saying that like he prevented them from winning a few more titles um just because of you know how he conducted himself like on and off the court um but yeah, that's what I think about when I think about Kobe. Let's move over to the Tim Duncan. And uh, sure. before we start that, I'm just going to take fundamental off the board. 
because um, I know that's like <laughs> that's probably what everybody would say. If word they, association, okay? Yeah, if, yeah. If, if we did word association with. with oh, I'm with this. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Let's so, continue uh, with this. Joe, go ahead and start us off on this one. Oh man, uh, for Tim Duncan, since you already took fundamental off the board, um, one word. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Dang, that's I mean, anytime you think of Tintuck, you think of fundamental. But if I had to think of what if I had to think of a different word to use for him, it would be I would have to say a leader, a leader in his own right, too. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to go with the word leader again, because this guy, you, you think about it like he was he took the mantle from uh, from Tim uh, from from David Robinson when pretty much David Robinson was Mr. San Antonio. He pretty much blended you know, he, he, he was quite quiet, humble, humble. That's exactly what, that's what I use for Tim Duncan. Humble. It's a better word. Okay. Uh, the guy was, didn't have the biggest ego. He was pretty much the straw to stir that drink in San Antonio, but he didn't act like it. The guy, you know, embraced his teammates. He, he, he was, you know, in, a, in, a, in his quiet way, he made them better. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for, Tim Duncan, a guy like Tony Parker, probably doesn't become the you know the uh, borderline, pretty much a Hall of Famer, because mm-hmm. um, because because remember, Greg Popovich wanted to get rid of to, uh, uh, Tony Parker because he couldn't hit a jump shot. Um, he he you know allowed Manu Ginobili to become a, a great player uh, around him. Uh, Stephen Jackson raves about how great Tim Duncan of a, a teammate is. Steve Kerr. I mean, the head coach of the Warriors who played who played with the Spurs won a won a title or two with them. Raves about how Stephen Curry is almost, at, you know, walks with Duncan like uh, qualities. So, I mean, Tim Duncan it, it, to me is just one of those guys that is, will go down as not just one of the greatest power forwards in the game, but one of the greatest players in all of basketball. All right, what about you, Billy? Uh, I know there's maybe two words. I'm just gonna have to say bank shot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that, I actually was. I was gonna say backboard. Like <laughs> backboard, bank shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glass. It was probably glass. Yeah, that's tr- that's like straight up signature Duncan right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was just a move. It's like who's still shooting off the backboard, and I can't stop this. I know exactly. He didn't have all the moves, but it's like I know what you're gonna do. You can't stop. It. Aiming for the box on the backboard. That's all he kept doing. He kept making it. Yeah, I would have to say footwork, man, because I think, like, just of all, like, mm. when it comes to, like, NBA big men, like, really, like, I would put him in the, like, stratosphere of Hakeem. Um, I mean, Hakeem is always going to have, like, him. the best footwork of any big man. Him, kept, if you really <laughs> want to look at it, Kevin McHale, too. Go yeah. back and look at some uh, some old Kevin McHale tapes. Uh, you, you talk about guys who had great footwork. Tim Duncan definitely is in that yeah. class. Because it was just, like, I mean, Tim Duncan, like, just – he he teetered that line with 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 the big man just in terms of like toying with them because he had that that bank shot that mid-range bank shot and it was just like okay like if i'm gonna go out here and guard this then you know you see like highlights of tim duncan driving to the basket drop step like little soft baby hook all these different like things in his all these different weapons in his arsenal that he used to to basically score the basketball and you know like in terms of like back to the basket big man you know, like he was, he's probably what have we had? I mean, one of the last 
you know, back to the basket big men that we'll see for a while until until that actually, you know, makes a way back into the NBA because what Duncan retired in what, what year was that? 2015, 16. He right after the they, their last final uh so that was what 2014. Yeah. They had just they had just beat the the Heat in the finals. So I think he mm-hmm. retired right after that season. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so 2014-2015. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's pretty much my word with Tim Duncan is just footwork. Um, we'll move on to KG uh, for Kevin Garnett. I'll go ahead and start us off with this one. Um, I think the easy one, uh, I don't want to go with that. I'm going to go ahead and say this is also two words, high school, um, just because that, that's one of the things that I always think about with KG with just how how – humongous this dude was coming out of out of high school i remember having like his his um his flair rookie card because my one of my brothers was like a big like baseball and basketball card collector and so i just remember like having his rookie card where he's like holding up his jersey with um was it it was david stern at the time um and so him just holding up the jersey um draft day um and then i don't remember what high school he went to but just Arrogate academy there you go <laughs> my guy with the with, with the info on deck um Farragut academy in chicago yep. yeah man but just uh you know like are high schoolers even allowed to enter the draft anymore no remember uh i think it stopped with uh remember gerald green uh okay. well i think it was i believe he was like the last high schooler to get drafted into the nba after that pretty much uh yeah guys had to uh play one year of college i mean look at carmelo anthony fell into that rule um, mm-hmm. and, uh, like LeBron was supposed to go to Duke, but he up there slipped through the cracks, was able to went to go to the NBA right out of high school. So, yeah, I mean, Kevin Garnett on a short list of guys who just made the jump from high school to the pros, you know, made, made the uh, transition seamless. Yeah, man. High school, man. He's, I got him right below Monte Ellis in terms of my list of like best basketball players to come out of high school. But I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna let you take this one. <laughs> no, I don't have him. I don't have Monte Ellis above him. <laughs> Go ahead, Bully. I'm, I'm gonna let you take this one. Uh, with KG, um, I would just have to say competitor. I know that's slick and cheesy, but I would just have to say competitor. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about saying fiery, but I think he talked a lot, and but he never like, hey, you're not about to do anything, buddy. So I would yeah, just have, I would have to just say competitor. Yeah. He was going at you. Mm. Oh, no, no question. And he's not afraid to guard anybody. And like before, even when he was a kid, before he got the muscle and he just and he came in the league, you look at him like, hmm, you sure you want to be guarding Carl Malone, little boy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Kevin, and Kevin Garnett was just, just a wiry guy against, against Malone, who was just like pretty much built like a, a an ice box. <laughs> like, seriously. And then, t- I mean, Kevin Garnett was considered a power forward, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Power forward. Right. Yeah. And exactly. I mean, that's that's the in in and in today's NBA, he could he'd be a center, probably winning MVP every year because I mean, this positionless basketball, nobody would be able to guard him. None of these young guys that, that are NBA right now uh would be able to guard Kevin Garnett. I mean, he played the four in an era where Tim Duncan, we were just talking about Tim Duncan. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki was was a uh, was was a was you know a big time uh, player in the West. Carmelo, so yeah, Ke- uh, Kevin Garnett. I mean, he just just 
just second to none for it. For yeah. real. What's your what's your word for him, Joe? Ferocious. 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 I mean, Bully kind of kind of test pretty much touched on it before. Uh, the guy, you know, didn't want you know was fiery. Talked, you know, talked talked trash, but backed it up. Um, didn't matter who it was. Uh, it's funny, kind of just researching for the for the show. There was um, who was it? Um, Isaiah Ryder, J.R. Ryder, <laughs> local local guy. Um, J.R. Ryder talks about um, how Kevin or Garnett actually talks about how um, J.R. Ryder was just, you know, cooking Michael Jordan his rookie year. This is Kevin Garnett's rookie year. And he's like still, Isaiah is not, you know, J.R. is not talking. He's not saying anything. It's Michael Jordan. So who happens to basically be his mouthpiece? Kevin Garnett. So Kevin Garnett just is like, just just continue to go after this old man and 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 he can't stop you, uh, you know, the whole, the whole, just giving it to him the whole nine. Um, it has just continued throughout his whole career. Uh, basically, um, uh, uh, became a, a Minnesota Timberwolves legend. Goes, you know, eventually finds his way out of Minnesota, gets to Boston, joins Paul Pierce, and you know, gets Ray Allen there. And all of a sudden, they win a championship. But ferocious, the guy was just ultra super competitive. Didn't care who it was out there. He's he's Adam. Um, was willing to guard the point guards to the to the centers. I mean, bully, you touched on it. The guy didn't care who who it was. He guarded. So I would use fero- uh, just being fer- ferocious would be the word I would use to describe Kevin Garnett. All right, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, the coaches that are going in, Eddie Sutton and uh, Rudy Tomjanovich? Well, I mean, Rudy T. If it wasn't for, I mean, if it wasn't for Michael Jordan retiring, and you know, in the mid nineties. The Rockets probably, you know, the Bulls probably go on and win, you know, all those titles. But Rudy Tomjanovich was just, you know, takes takes two great Rockets teams win win wins titles there. Uh, he also his career almost didn't even um, didn't even happen because uh, yeah, back in the seventies, he got knocked out by Kermit Washington. In the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right on the midcourt, and and it almost pretty much almost killed him by basically just exploded his whole face. So Rudy Tomjanovich is, is, you know, for you know for the play, he was a he was a tough player, but a, even a better coach. I mean, the guy just you know was a player's coach, but he would get in your face when he needed to. So, um, but Eddie Sutton finally got in, um, long time, long time coach. Remembered him at San Francisco. He ended up winning his 800 game over at uh, USF. Um, but I remember him at uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, pretty much uh, leading teams to to the tournament and, and and playing big ball. What about you, Billy? Oh, um, Rudy T. Nah, no problem with him. Like you, basically, kind of follow up with what you said. If Jordan don't if Jordan don't retire, he probably don't. Or it's a great chance he don't get those rings or not. Might meet him in. The, might have two finals appearances. I was gonna say, man, y'all, y'all don't think uh, Orlando with Shaq would have would have gave him any run? You know what? Bully, go ahead. Go ahead and rebut that. And I'll and I, and I add something to say. Go ahead, Bully. Yeah, that's uh, basically my take on Rudy T. And then Eddie Sutton, you know, I'm not. Uh, not I'm Eddie not Sutton really, fan? Yeah, I'm not really sold on Eddie Sutton. Yeah, I mean, we could. We- we can easily have a conversation. I mean, we, we kind of have uh, back and forth about how the NBA needs to have its own uh, hall of fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cause you, cause the, the Naismith basketball hall of fame and it, 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 you know, encompasses 
all basketball, you know, women's basketball, high school basketball, college, you know, I mean, Calipari's in the, ho- in the Hall of Fame for crying out loud. And we know that if it's just a college basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah. But Naismith or NBA, eh, it's, a, it's it's debatable, but. That's a story for another day. Yeah, exactly. But we could, but we'll say this though. I mean, the, uh, the Hall of Fa- the Basketball Hall of Fame to me is probably the easiest out of all the Hall of Fames to get into. So, um, yeah. So I, I I just think that really you know you can add Eddie Sutton and you can throw in Rudy T. I mean he's won two titles, so I mean Rudy Rudy T is going to get in regardless. But um, we can like I said we can talk about that all all day about um, who who deserves to be in, what coaches um, you know got in just because they had Hall of Fame players. Hell, Phil Jackson. There's a, there's, you know, <laughs> there's been debates about Phil being a Hall of Fame coach or he had Hall of Fame players. I mean, so, so, I mean, the Hall of, the Bat Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, just it, it, like I said, it's one of the easiest Hall of Fames to get into. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really have much of an opinion when it comes to anything related to college basketball because uh, I don't watch it like that and I don't uh, follow it as much as you guys. So I'm, I'm just going to kind of steer clear of the Eddie Sutton conversation. But I will say <laughs> I will say that uh, Rudy Tomjanovich, I, I, I agree with that going into the Hall of Fame. You got those two rings, um, you know, arguably wouldn't have gotten those with uh, Jordan still in the league. Um, but those were some really good teams that he coached up. Um, go ahead, Joe. You mentioned no. It's funny you mentioned about Orlando that second championship, that Rockets second championship team, the sixth seed, right? That Rocket that that Orlando Magic team. Once once Nick Anderson missed those free throws, all this it was a wrap. It was a wrap. It was all this in there, and then that yeah. veteran laden team by the Rockets basically took care of them four straight. What was it? Was it four free throws in a row that he missed? Yes. It was it honestly, and it was sad to see because Nick Anderson was actually a good player. Penny, Nick Anderson, Dennis Scott, who else? Horace Grant was uh, you know, the big free agent they brought over from Chicago, and you know, Shaq put you know, remember Shaq putting him on his shoulders after they eliminated the Bulls in the playoffs. Forty-five, Michael Jordan. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's right, that's right. It's the it's Mike Jordan wearing the forty five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, let's 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 bump the brakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm cool with Rudy T getting in there, uh, getting a uh, getting the ship for 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 Clyde Drexler and who else was on those teams? Mario Eli. Uh, Off. Robert Mario Eli. Uh, the year before they had uh, Mad Max who. A little crazy up here, but killed uh, Vernon Maxwell. Uh, Robert Ori again, uh, bully. We, we, matter of fact, we can have this conversation at a later date. Yeah. Does Robert Ori eventually get in the Hall of Fame? Is he is it right place at the right time? I'm just saying, seven rings, right place at the right time might get you in the Hall of Fame. He's never getting in. Oh man, next topic, man. What about y'all got any thoughts on uh, the women's committee? No, mm, not really. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's move the uh, the show along. Next up, uh, we uh, are talking about a couple of articles that uh, we thought were interesting pieces. Um, C.J. McCollum is quoted and says that he would say out of 450 NBA players, about 150 are living paycheck to paycheck. Um, it makes it makes ahead, it. it, it I, I was gonna say it, it kind of makes sense to me. I, it didn't surprise me. 
They're not making the Steph, Katie, LeBron money. Yeah. Uh, you also got to think about it in the sense like, look at some of these cities people play in. You play in New York, you can't be, New yep. York ain't no cheap place to play. You play in San Francisco, there's not no cheap place to play. Yeah. Or whatnot. So it's like, yeah. yeah Steph, man, you know. He, <laughs> he all right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, let's see who at the end of the day. Pascal. He might be like, hey, man, we need to try to get this thing back started, buddy. I need income coming. Like, hey, Steph, you got an extra room? <laughs> and, and that's, and that, you're, hey, that's, that's funny you say that, Chris, because a lot of these players, some guys, you know, they don't, you know, like like Billy was saying, the guy on the end of the bench isn't making what Steph Curry or K, you know, KD is making. Uh, these guys are renting rooms out of, you know, broadcaster's house. Matter of fact, I think it was it two years ago. Who was it? Um What's his? Uh, he played. Uh, he played for the play for the Warriors. He was oh God. He, uh, the small forward. Um, he played for Detroit. White uh, white boy. Um, he had the Achilles tendon injury, and he played uh, Jonas Jerepko. Okay. Okay. Jonas Jerepko. Sorry, Jonas Jerepko. He was, he he was, was renting. renting. He was renting a, a room, or he was re- actually renting uh, Jim Barnett's place up oh, in wow. uh, Renda. Wow. You know, it, it basically for like like 500 bucks. So, I mean, I mean, you got to think about it. That's surrender so $500. I mean, that's a room. But you, yeah, you you playing you're playing in one of the more expensive cities. Most of the time you don't have you're not going to you're not going to be making that much money. You have to yeah. figure out the cost of living and, and so for transportation and, and all yeah. that jazz. Yeah, And I mean, the other thing to add to bullies, when I um, like the the cost of living thing especially in big cities is a huge point but also like before these guys got to the nba they were just like me and you and like you know like i I don't know how many of the you know how many players um come up with like a sense of like financial literacy and all that um to actually know what how to manage you know like exactly get the money yeah get a lot of money you don't know how to manage it you're just saying you'll be right back in the same yeah situation. like like i mean because yeah. and that's the thing like because you talk about guys at the end of the bench and even like some of the mid-level you know players who may begin like you know a couple of million a year even the guys on like veteran minimums like are making six figures like people in six figures in san francisco can get food stamps you know what i mean like it doesn't go like that money doesn't stretch when you live in you know places like los angeles the bay areas you know New York, like you had mentioned, um, but just the 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 major metropolitan. Hell, areas, Chicago, like, right? Chicago. Yeah, um, yeah. You think about it. Uh, even even uh, you know Miami. You know the you got to think about it. Certain places, uh, just just the cost of living. Um, certain guys ain't making. You know that got that two three million dollar a year deal. So uh, guys are like really penny pitching. Uh, you see guys who don't go out. You know, players don't go out on the, you know, out on a club to the clubs anymore when they're on the road anymore. Uh, guys, you know, guys, uh, for the most part, they they stay in, play Fortnite, <laughs> you know, play, play, playing, playing a PS, playing a PS4 or PS5. if You got that money. Uh, so guys, guys tend to keep the money in their pockets. And I mean, and it goes to show that you have to save your money. Cause I mean, look, the NBA, there's no sports going on. So guys are not really going to get paid that often, but there is an article that, uh, there is actually news about that. Chris though, about guys still getting paid though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the next thing on our list was just that 
Um, NBA players will be receiving their full checks on April 15th. Um, I mean, I don't have an issue with it. It's, you know, part of, I'm pretty sure it's something that was collected. That's like in the CBA that says if there's any work stoppage, you know, like you can't fault players if there's a pandemic going on, what the players got to do with that. Like if it was up to the players, they're like, oh yeah, we ready to run right now. You know, like, right. You know, we just need a gym. Um, you know, depending on which players you ask, because, you know, there's some players that don't want to play in front of, like, empty gyms. Um, and so, you know, I don't have any issue with, with, with the, the players receiving full checks. Um, I don't even know why it's a headline, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I think it's more so because, uh, you know, there's no real, you know, there's no live sports coming in. So guys are, you know, there's, there's no really active revenue being generated. So people are like, why are they still getting paid? You know? And I mean, I still think that, you know, that these guys, I mean, just like for the most part, anybody who, you know, is getting furloughed or, you know, it's that, that are still in the kind of predicament of, of, of trying to receive a check during this, you know, during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, the NBA said, you know what, we're still going to, guys are still going to get paid on the 15th. They get paid on the first and 15th of each month throughout the season. So go ahead and continue to still get paid. And hopefully maybe come May, maybe there is a season or if there's not live off this last paycheck, because technically you won't, you know, unless there's other, unless there's other word, uh, I don't think guys are going to get their full check. Their next, their next check, I think, um, they may not get the full, um, their full, their full salary. Go ahead, Willie. I think, I think it's a headline only because, like, you think of them like, oh, the NBA, you got to be rich. Um, you're not living paycheck to paycheck. Not realizing, like I touched on, the guy at the end of the bench, he's not making the thirty million. Automatically allude to that, like, well, NBA or whatever sports you play, or he got, he has to have money. So I think that's why it's more of a headline than it should be. Yeah. No way. People just automatically think, yeah, the NBA. Oh my God, Kevin Lewis. Like, nah, buddy. Some of us still struggling out here. Yeah, and and according to to the CBA, it says that um, players could lose one point zero eight percent of their annual salary for each game that is canceled. Um, and so I think that's, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but you know, you're, and I was just going to say like, yeah, I mean, you lose, you know, that, uh, that percentage doesn't hurt a guy like LeBron, but it'll hurt a guy like Shake Milton and, and, in Philadelphia, who's, you know, barely making, you know, four, $400,000 for the entire year. Um, well, think, and think about it like this, like, shoes don't stop coming out like dudes like major players that have that endorsement money like those dudes shoes are still dropping and you know like i was just we i was texting you guys the other day like oh i'm about to get those dmp sixes you know like <laughs> right like, those dudes are still they're still getting paid like trust yeah you're in, right in, in a bunch of different <laughs> arenas and so like it's it's really like those middle tier players and the uh the the, the guys at the end of the bench that don't really you, you know i mean we're assuming that they don't have like additional sources of streams of income outside of basketball. Um, but for the ones that like solely rely on like getting paid by the NBA, you know, like that check, you know, may not stretch long if the spending habits aren't there. Um, I had also just thought about like, you know, we, um, when it comes to like um, the, the, the NBA G league, like those guys, like you think about like yeah. that work stoppage right there. I, I'm sure that those guys are hurting. 
base, yeah, baseball, uh, the minor leagues, uh, guys are not going to get paid. Uh, um, you, you're just to, just kind of piggyback off the uh, the the minor league system, but yeah, you got to think about it. a to- a lot of money. You know, is uh, could eventually a lot of salary could potentially be given back to if there isn't uh, if there isn't no games, but. Yeah. I just think I just think yeah it's it's gonna you know the moral of the story is just make sure you got enough money in the reserve because it's it's a, it's a crazy time right now. Yeah. Before we actually go on to the horse thing, I actually wanted to bring up the the, the tweet that I mentioned to you guys by uh, Darren Ravel, where it pretty much says that Wimbledon reportedly paid two million dollars a year for pandemic insurance for the last seventeen years. That's thirty four million dollars total, and this year as a result of uh, the coronavirus, Wimbledon will reportedly receive 141 million dollars from the policy which is which is crazy to me like when you even think about it because and, and like i had ran this by my aunt because she's like she you know eats sleeps lives tennis um and she had mentioned just like one of the things about tennis is that it's one of those sports that uh is rooted in england and so when you think about like the plague and like you know just pandemics of the past like it's not something that, you know, folks in England are unfamiliar with. And so, like, right. being that tennis is one of those sports that kind of dates back that far, like, it's probably something that they've been paying for just because of, like, the hist- history there with with pandemics and, you know, whatever diseases have been spread over there. But it's really a trip because, like, what, what made me want to move that up is because we were talking about, like, how the NBA is not generating revenue because of, you know, they're not able to – Put games on TV. The arenas are closed, um, but you know it's interesting because I mean we haven't heard of like any other sports having pandemic insurance outside of tennis. I thought this was. I, oh no, I was going to say I thought this was really really smart, a smart move. Every while everyone else is losing money, or has to cancel you know events because they don't they can't they you know they can't draw any revenue. Wimbledon was like, all right, we'll just go ahead and cancel it. We're not going to even reschedule it this year. Yeah, yeah. We're fine. <laughs> Next, it, 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 you see why it they're fine. It makes so much more sense, yeah. It makes pl- that You know what? I would, I would just hate, I hate to say it, but, you know, tennis was smarter than everyone else right now. <laughs> the smartest sport right now. Well, you, you had something to say? Yeah, I'm not sure how the NCAA did it, but I know they did something similar. Okay. It is just like. You know how uh, during a tournament, all those venues, you know, people that's banking on people to come here for the, you know, those are the people that are getting hurt. But uh, Marsh Madness, they do have something similar, uh, and they uh, like some type of insurance policy. Like, okay. Uh, they, all the mo- all the money they're really, uh, I mean, because they still get the TV money. The only money they're really losing is from like, venues. The venue money, yeah, yeah. Concession, uh, parking, all that, all that, all that, fu- all that fun stuff. But it's a, it's a surplus w- on chicken wings right now. You you mentioned that the other day. Uh, yeah, you was you was at Costco and there was no chicken I wings. Find no chicken like wings. That. And, uh, that was a that should have my mind blown because I was like, it makes sense because there's a surplus of chicken wings. But you know, Costco, everybody going there to buy up the shit. But uh, it was funny because even you you saw the tweet too, Billy. I had said that. Does that mean that? they're like the price is going to drop on like places that are like selling wings and like i had immediately thought of like you know because like a lot of people go to halftime and i saw like i think uh their owner had tweeted something about having like a deal on chicken wings and i was just like you know like if i I really feel like getting chicken wings i might go there because 
not only, you know, are they like giving out deals, but they're also a local business. And so it's just like local businesses are hurting right now uh, when it comes to like this this coronavirus because they, you know, they need that business from uh, from a lot of the locals. So um, just 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 one plug out there for anybody listening. Go go support your local businesses and anybody who needs that support. Um, you know, if you're if you're out and about ordering food to go and whatnot. So, you know, putting that out there. No, you say right. No, that's 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 you know that's profound. I mean, you know, I try to you know I try to spend and support in uh, my local businesses uh, uh, during this time. But yeah, <laughs> Wimbledon, it, I I just can't. I, I, like I said, I just, I just can't wrap my mind around it. They they honestly are right now the leader in the clubhouse about being the smartest uh, sp- gov- uh, sports body out there, being able to say. <laughs> We're pocketing 141 million dollars just for a 34 million dollar insurance policy we took out just because of maybe something unforeseen, you know, happening. Unbelievable. And when you think about, I mean, in the grand scheme of thing, like two million dollars versus whatever it is that they're raking in from the grand slams and the the, pocket change. Exactly. Perfect. It's pocket change. Exactly. Two million dollars. You paid. $2 $2 million for the insurance to last 17, according to Darren Ravel. Yeah. And, 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 and you come out and you come out with $141 million free and clear. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like seriously. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, let's talk about this NBA horse uh, tournament that they got going on, man. We posted the article. Um, and, and what are your guys' thoughts on <laughs> Bully? You're already nodding your head, so I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, start us off. Yeah, start us off, Bully. It makes no sense. Makes no sense. Some people got indoor, some people outside. Like, they didn't make no stipulations on this or nothing. Or whatnot. So it's just like, and some people, you know, I might have an eight foot rim. I'm out here doing 360 guts. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a 10 foot rim, and, you know, just. It just didn't make any sense. Like, and I know they're trying to do something to give people something to watch, but come on, y'all got smarter people out there that could have thought about this. Like, this is- I mean, you got to think about it, Bully. Like, are you really, to me, I mean, you really, are you really telling me that uh, huh? that you wouldn't want to watch something like this on you, like on a Sunday? You know, I mean, according ESPN is looking for programming right now, and you put you're putting this on. I mean, like when I think of horse, I I think really at a time where there's there's really you know no of course no sports on, and horse is it's it's you know it's it's such a I don't know what I don't know how to explain it. It's just it seems like it's just an unordinary, not even ordinary game, an unnecessary game. To be real with you, it's an unnecessary game. Yes, there's a lot. Just didn't. All right, get out of here. There's just too many. I have too many questions. So wait a minute. So okay, let me ask you this. Okay, what's what? What's one question do you have about it that 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 that, that you're not fun? That you're not fine with? What's 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 your what's your gripe with it? They're pairing up or whatever, right? That's not even how you play horse. Horse is just everybody go after one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like two ball that they're having. Why are they pairing up, going against each other like this? That's not how horses play. But then again, like I got so. Obviously, the NBA didn't have coronavirus insurance. 
<laughs> Seriously, they're looking for anything. Like we, we, we just, we were just, you know, pretty much saying that ESPN has been looking for programming, yeah, to kind of like whet the appetite of the of the sports fan who, or or excuse me, the 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 fan who is just look, you know, just getting tired of of streaming, you know, a, a show that they've watched so many times already that they're looking for some type of uh, sport to watch. And <laughs> horse, this is the best thing they came up with. It's horse right now. If I'm in my driveway and I make a shot, you might not have a driveway. You might be in your gym. So, how do you, like, you get what I'm saying? How do you dictate that or what's going on here? Yeah. I'm outside shooting over my car, but you got to bring your car in your gym. Props, all that, yeah. Off the, off the fire hydrant, off the garage door, off your neighbor's dog, nothing but net. Nothing but net. Off, yeah. you know, nothing but net. <laughs> They didn't lay down any stipulations on how they were going to do it. It's just like, hey, horse Sunday. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, I don't. And then you got what? Zach Levine versus Paul Pierce. Like, wouldn't you just like dunk the entire time? Like, I... <laughs> Paul Pierce is still relevant. I don't know why. And I was like, Chauncey Billups up here. What's going on? What's going on? Just... They're trying to show you that, you know, horse is a game that can be played at any age, basically. Yeah, but again, like you just said, exactly. Why you just said I would just go dunk? Paul Pierce ain't dunking on nothing. I would, I would, I would like more transparency around the process of how they actually went to to select these players. Like that's good. Like uh, NBA, like hey, we're having a horse competition. Signups are you know like (laughs) send us email. You know like how did you pick these guys? Okay, come on, come on, come on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like is is there like a g league player that's like furious right now because like he put his application in like y'all call paul pierce before <laughs> <laughs> right like so let me get this straight so chauncey billups doesn't have to do an espn and paul pierce or chauncey billups doesn't have to do an espn espn um duties huh so oh okay we just throw them into in, into our uh horse horse game here i'm pretty sure jared jack was trying to get in i heard he's still in the g league you know what, Jared Jack right now could probably put up 30 on somebody right now. <laughs> yeah. In man. the game of in the big game of horse, like Chris, seriously, when was the last time you played horse? A couple of days ago. I told you I got that basketball course, so I've been playing with, with, with my son back there. So uh, has how's that how's that is you know, does it got you know, is it good backboard, good, you know, good brim, good, nah, you know, that, solid? The backboard is a piece of crap, man. It's a it's 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 actually a, it's an older course, a little weathered. Um got to be careful using the backboard because you know you might twist the court around but uh you know for the most part <laughs> old school get the get the milk yeah. crate you gotta yeah, get the milk crate get, we, i might have to get some two by fours and just like you know like like drill them to that backboard or something you're hit i mean look you, you you mentioned the other day that the internet has you know it shows you that you can build a house like you, like you literally are Mister Fix It right now. Just go, just go to the internet. So I mean, I'm sure you could put, you, I'm sure you could put that together. Figure something out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's 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 uh um, <laughs> let's get to our last topic real quick. Uh, sure. Talk about some of this quarantine stuff. Uh, we we came up with some good questions um, that we wanted to just uh, ask uh, each you know each person on the show. Um, so take five, we're going to have five questions, then, you know, each of us are just going to give a, you know, give our answers, um, just to share with, you know, some of the things that have been going on and and what we've been watching. Um, but the first, first question is if there was one TV show, 
um, that you could watch for one year, what would it be? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. And it's a no-brainer. No-brainer at all. Give me the Sopranos. Give me the Sopranos. Full year, give me the Sopranos. I have no problem with that. Uh, One of the best television shows ever made on network television or regular television. Cable network, you name it. Great, great acting, great writing, um, production, you name it. Give me the Sopranos all day. All right, I'm gonna believe I'm gonna let you go next because I think I know what you're gonna say. I just had a question first. I'll go ahead. Does this run like does the show run continuously or is like yes, it's the only it's your only show, the only show you can watch continuously for one year. No other you can watch in any order, but you can it's the it's the only series you can you can watch. No other series. If you want to start with the last season of, say, uh, Family Matters and work your way backwards, it's fine. But you have that's the only series you could watch. <laughs> I was just checking. I was checking. But, uh, first of all, you want something that's long series. You don't want nothing that had only. That's why I selected the Sopranos. I'm gonna have to go with the Office. <laughs> I knew he was mm-hmm. going with the Office. Good one. Good one. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. I mean, stretches it stretches long. Comedy. Little bit of it's a little bit of everything in there. And again, when I first thought about, it, I'm like, I don't know, for a whole year, that's I'm like, I don't want nothing. I got two seasons or something. It's gonna be woo, yeah, so real quick. So it would have to be the office for me. I'm the office had how many episodes? So you, so how many seasons the office? The office one again? Nine. Nine. Yeah, nine. nine. Yep. Nine. Wow. Yeah. So that's a total of. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a yeah nine season. That's a that's yeah you you're good. That's a hefty that's a hefty uh continuation. You're good. Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm actually gonna stay on the same page. I'm I'm, I'm a big Office fan, but I since I knew Bully was gonna go with the Office, um I went with a I'm, I like Parks and Recreation. That's actually oh, one of my favorite okay. shows. Just, I mean it's 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 along like the lines of because the Office has a lot of like dry humor, um and it uses like a lot of a lot of satire to to talk about like. you actually like like it makes you think about like important issues um but you be laughing there laughing the whole time because it's just just so damn funny but it's in a funny way in a funny way yeah and so it's just like one of those things where like comedy you know will kind of um de-escalate you know like hot topics from becoming into like a you know a steaming debate you know like (laughs) one of my favorite episodes of the office was a was the the diversity day where they did Yeah, where, oh, they, where they had the little uh, cute index cards on it. <laughs> Rashida Jones, that's Quincy Jones' daughter, right? Yeah, I didn't. Oh, even, I didn't. Smoking hot. I didn't even know she smoking was. Hot. She was half black. Yeah. I was just like me and my wife because we watch it all the time. You know, like it's they're great shows if you like to, you know, have an edible or smoke a joint like right. you know, before you before you watch. But um, yeah, like she she's hilarious in the show. Um, uh. Aziz is, is probably like my favorite character on that show. Uh, <laughs> dudes are hilarious, but yeah, that that's that's probably my go to comedy. It's, I mean, it's 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 fairly a little more recent too. Um, I like but, that. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's seven seasons, so not quite nine like The Office. Um, you know, it was Sopranos had uh, Sopranos had six seasons. Uh huh. 
seven seasons. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's it's like yeah. When I, when I thought about this, you know, when I thought about this question, I'm like, let me like I was with Bully. Let me think of something that's going to have staying power, some length to it. Each episode is about an hour, so you know you're 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 fine there. But yeah, when you look at it, uh, you want you look yeah. That's the it's the only. Sh- series you can watch for one year no matter in any order you want that's the only series you can watch <laughs> all right so if you could be quarantined with anyone in history for one year who would it be with bully go ahead start out start us off uh, see this one was tough you know everybody get annoyed with everybody <laughs> <laughs> that's why I, that's why i asked to start us off oh my god I've been in here with the kids and it's like, man, for y'all just. <laughs> uh, but hold on. Anyone has got to be a person that's alive? They could be they could be no longer with I'm saying in history, so they could be oh. no longer with this or they could still be with this. All right. Um well oh, we only got an end where on there? Yeah. Skipped over that part too. Uh the location don't really matter. Jimmy sounds with a lot of space, so when we get on each other's nerves, you can go over there and I can go over there. But uh, my person would be Huey Newton. Nice. Okay. okay. All of the knowledge and everything I think he could bring. Like, I know for sure he'd have something to say. Yeah, you guys be relaxing in those wicker, you know, wicker chairs. and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my person. Okay, cool. Um, me? Yeah, so let's see. Like, if it was just one person for one full year, I would love to just. I'd love to pick the pick the brain of um, of Martin Luther King, just for one year, you know, just to really understand why he's, you know, the really his whole concept of the nonviolent, you know, movement. Like, like how many times could you just get, you know. De- you know, getting getting hit with with feces, water hoses, and not and not really wanting to take, you know, just really want to sock somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. really self control. Like how did you practice being, you know, having that much self control at a, at a time where where America was like at its like racial, you know, at its at its most tenuous time? So, like, give me MLK for one year. That's a good one right there. Okay. Um... I'm gonna stay on the comedy page, and I would probably uh kick it with Dave Chappelle, man, because I know Sweet. He, I know he, I know he smokes. He's a smart dude. Um, he's not big on like the social media, so I don't have to worry about like stuff getting out there every day. You know, like I think I think a lot of it, and I think all three of us are kind of picked uh, people that didn't you know wouldn't be yeah. too socially yeah. social media savvy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and and the thing about Dave Chappelle is he disappeared for however many years. You know what I mean? Like it just <laughs> fell off the face of the earth after making what four hundred million dollars with uh, Bobby Fisher. You know, he went into hiding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, he's also one of those like habitual line steppers that like he's a comedian, so it's just like. In, t- in terms of just like being able to have like a conversation about like recent events and sure. um, getting that extra perspective on like different topics. Um, you know, I, w- I would, you know, I, w- I would love to just like sit down and, and pick his brain about different things um, and then probably, you know, end up laughing at the same time. You're like, how did you come up with the concept of fuck your couch? <laughs> Like, I know you, you know, I know Rick James told you, to, you know, Charlie Murphy and Rick James, you know, you guys talked about the story. Like, 
you how did you come up with that or you know um clayton bixby when did you come like how did you come up with that you know like half bake you know like mary jane you know do you still talk to this mary jane girl who's like absolutely still smoking hot too yeah so like Dave Chappelle, yeah, Dave Chappelle would be that's that's a real that's actually a real and, good uh, pick. The other thing that I think about too is just because um, he he was doing like like his comedy had a lot of shock value to it, right? And so like when you think about it now, like he's probably in the worst era to be a comedian because everything's so politically correct and like just there's a like, yeah hurt more hurt like feelings, yeah, yeah. It's hard to talk about anything, you know one somebody's always going to be offended there's always going to be a crowd a contingent that you know will be like hey boycott this comedian and like this artist said that you know um would no like sense of humor to it and so it's just like with with him it was just like you know it's no beating around the bush when it comes to like an issue like there it is you know and it is what it is and um yeah but you know that's a that's my person is the dave Chappelle. yeah his his comedy today is it's Unless you have a real, yeah, it's 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 really it's it's really unsavory to 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 the to, to most people today. But that's because, like I said, society has changed a lot more with mm-hmm. in terms of people's feelings and so forth. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on to the next question. Um, I'm gonna answer this one first, right? Because it was a uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, go ahead. So, if you could listen to one musical artist or group's music catalog for one year who would it be i would go with miles davis just because i like group. yeah I, well i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with miles davis just because i like to listen to like a lot of jazz when i'm just like sitting around the house um i don't you know like it i listen to like a lot of hip-hop but you know like the to me i don't think that like encapsulates a lot of the different like moods and feelings you may have throughout the day uh, where like if you listen to like one artist sometimes they might just like with little john you're never gonna like you know, like you're gonna have one type of of sound to it. Like some, you know, some some artists are crunk all the time. You're like, you know what? Yeah, I just yeah. got off of work. I don't need to be crunk right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't. The good, the great thing about like a lot of Miles Davis music is just instruments, so you don't have to worry about like listening to words and all that. For me, it's just like I like peace and quiet, um, especially in the house. So it's just like that's like one of my go-to artists when I'm just like at the house chilling and want to listen to some music just to relax whatever it is um but yeah I, i'm going with miles davis oh yeah um me i would honestly that's a that's a good one because uh, miles davis that wow uh me personally i probably go with stevie wonder uh stevie wonder would be someone that i just you know like the him or i'm sorry stevie oh man stevie wonder would be great but i think i would actually Honestly, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna actually change Stevie Wonder because I'm a real big um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm gonna go with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Actually, I love the elements. Give me, give me the elements for a full year. I mean, just like, just, just like how um, Miles Davis is. They have, they have their music. They have it for every uh, feeling you could be emotionally uh, drained. They, it's uplifting music. Uh, you, uh, it's good music to fall asleep to. It's good music to to just really just relax around the house um, and just really, it can help you. It, it, it really can help you get through some stuff. So I really have always been a fan of um, Earth, Wind & Fire. So I think I would go with them for the whole one full year. Who you got, Billy? 
this is not like playing on a continuous loop. It's just when I want to listen to music. It's yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the same. It's the same. It's either an artist's entire music catalog or that that or just one song from that artist. Either one. All right. Um, it, well, I, got, I do have an artist, but at first I was just going to say, you know how you buy those relaxing CDs that just got the chorus playing or the water running? I was going to say oh, that nice. but I was an artist. So I kind of like, damn, that wouldn't really answer the question. So. Like you said, Chris, you don't want to be crunk all the time. You know, you just want to want to be relaxed. I don't want to, and I want to listen to rap all day either. So, and whatnot. But since I couldn't do that, I just had to say Tupac. Nice. Okay. Oh, oh, no doubt. Yeah. Does a little bit of everything for you. Yeah. And he relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gives you something for the ladies. You can get, you know, get in your zone with it. You know. You just got off work. You feel like you got off. You got on bail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's who I'm gonna go with. So. You're gonna be in there, Huey, Huey P. Gonna be like, Who is this? Man, <laughs> all the wicker chairs. <laughs> getting, you, getting you a free lunch, listen to Pac. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That 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 was a good round. That was a good round. Um, the next question we have, uh, question number four, is what has been your craziest experience during shelter in place? Sorry, it's off, Chris. Man, um, I mean, nothing too crazy. I, I mean, I lined up at Costco what, last week. I've, to, to be honest, like I, I I was having a conversation with my wife. Like, I I mean. Before shelter in place, I couldn't even stay out of Costco, and now that it's like practically empty, and like the lot, the funny thing was when I actually pulled up to Costco the other day, um, it, it looks a little intimidating because the lines go around the corner. Like the I, the one near my house is the one on Industrial and Hesperian, and so the line came out to like the gas station and basically looped onto Hesperian, and so I was just like, okay, is this going to be worth waiting in? And then so I got in line. I was standing on Hesperian. It took me about. 20 30 minutes um to even get in there because the thing is they i think they let in so many people at a time um and i forgot who who uh which friend it was but one of my buddies on twitter was just telling me yeah like the lines are long but it doesn't take that long to actually get in and so the thing is like at first glance if you don't know that um the line's not going to be that i mean that the wait's not going to be that long you might just be like oh this is going to be like a two three hour you know wait just to get into costco but now that I know it, and there's like specific times throughout the day where it's just like, oh, like you could just get in. And like the thing about that place is like, and, and you guys know, it's just, it's always packed. And so now it's like, you literally just walk around and every, like nobody's next to you. And it's just like, oh, let me go look over here. For, you know, like you don't feel the need to like rush through the store and just get what you need to get because it's a, it's a always packed. So, I mean, I, but yeah, I would say that was uh, the boring, craziest experience that I had <laughs> during this uh, shelter in place experience. Uh, well, for me, <laughs> it was just seeing like all, the, yeah, seeing all the grocery stores all, you know, pretty much lining six people, lining six feet apart. Um, so you're so used to going in the grocery store with no issues, just walking in, grabbing your, you know, grabbing your groceries, wait, you know, going into any checkout line and pretty much getting out, you know, in a reasonable time. Now you go inside. I went to, um, went to farmer Joe's right there on, uh, right, right there on, um, on uh, Fruitvale, Fruitvale and Fruitvale. Yeah. 
Uh, and um, and it was a lot like just the line to get in there wasn't that long. So I got in there. It took probably like two minutes. Get inside. There's just one one checkout stand available, and everybody and like it was a line wrapped around from from the produce to the frozen uh, or to the to the to the fresh meat um, spot in the back into the gar- into like to the to the garden uh, gardening part. I mean, single file, one line. That's it. Like when I saw that, it took me. I just went in there for a couple of things. It took me no lie. It took me about 50 minutes to get up out of there. Like I could not believe it. I mean, I, like I said, I went to, like I said, Farmer Joe's got a couple of things in there that no other couple other grocery stores don't have. So I kind of, you know, kind of bit the bullet, but that right there standing in line for that long for groceries was absolutely insane. I couldn't believe it. What'd you got for us, Bully? Crazy thing I've seen, I went to Target, and I wasn't even going there for the toilet paper or water. <laughs> but I was go to Target, and it opens at 9, so I'm there at 9.04. By the time I get to the aisle where the toilet paper is, it's all gone. It was all gone. <laughs> like, shelf, clean. So I think that's the thing. That's that's completely. It's funny you said because I think that's really, really the shock. The shock value is going to any grocery store you go into, unless unless you're Chris and has a, some secret store around the corner from his house where all of a sudden mountains and mountains of uh, of paper products is is it's been replenished. Like you go into any grocery store now, those those the paper product shelves clean, wiped out, nothing there. Hey, if y'all if y'all need some rose. I got some just because I told you I had bought some the other week and they were one ply and I was like, you know what? I'm not about to be living off this shit for like the next couple of weeks. So when I went back yesterday, they had two ply and I was just like, eh, I'm going to grab a couple of these rolls. And so I got like some extra one ply at that. I was like. <laughs> yeah, no, but that was the craziest thing I've seen. And I was just like, why does everybody need all this toilet paper? The world ain't coming to an end. What do you need all that for? <laughs> I mean, it just like when you when you think of when you think of toilet paper, like, well, you you see how you know what people value so much now in times of, of times of crisis. You know, you don't see somebody running out and buying all the canned products they think of. Like, you go in the grocery store, canned products is like, yeah, it still look like a, a, a look like a castle, basically a big old big old wall of uh, of canned products still up, but toilet paper. Uh, paper towels, uh, tissue, all that's all that like paper products, all that stuff. People will seem like it's 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 worth more than the currency it's it's being sold for. The the funniest meme that I saw was somebody with a shopping cart full of plungers, and said so was like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> somebody? <laughs> I'm buying all the plungers. So when uh, these jackasses that bought all the toilet paper need oh, to man. unclog their toilet, <laughs> they're gonna be asked out." <laughs> you know what? I swear, I thought Wimbledon was smart. <laughs> Whoever came up with that, bruh, I swear to you. <laughs> Man. All right, all right, let's go. Okay, the, the how many rolls of toilet paper do you currently have in stock, which was the last question. I'll go ahead and answer that since uh, we I had already put some of my personal information out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's see, I got, a, I got about a pack left of one ply, so that was nine rolls, and yesterday when I went to... Um, Walgreens down the street from my house. They actually just restocked, but they're like cleaned out now. Like, 
I hope the people one item it. per customer. I have put it on Instagram because I was just like, I want to let my friends know anybody who needed this right there. Um, but I got, let's see, so there's nine left of the one ply, and I, I believe I got 18 rolls of the two ply. <laughs> well, I know exactly where I'm coming because I only have, I have four of the Charmin mega rolls. They're like the one roll that's actually like six rolls. And yeah, yeah, exactly, Bully. Um, like I'm talking about these things is like, uh, like wind, like a big turbine basically you cut up. Fit and- on your life. Like no, I can't even fit on the toilet paper. It's got to be on the the paper towel roll. Like it's that large. Like seriously. <laughs> hey Joe, I got, uh, that, I got that three for one deal. <laughs> hey, you know what though, Chris? Didn't you didn't you say that your pops used to uh, bring home the the Oakland Unified oh, School goodness, District paper bro. toilet paper? Man, well, because because pops was a custodian for the, for the OUSD <laughs> for about twenty years, and uh, growing up, man, we we. Them same big ass rolls that go in those uh, toilet paper dispensers at school, at the house. Up over the dispenser runtime, just <laughs> at the house. Like we had the little toilet paper holder, <laughs> never any toilet paper in there. Just that big ass roll sitting on the side of the sink. <laughs> Seriously, I have four. I have four mega rolls left. What about you, Billy? Um, well, I actually just went to Costco, so I, I got I got the full nice. pack, and then I got got about three, just three left, just three very very loose ones. Okay, <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm knocking down Chris's door once I'm run out. So the I, well, the important question is how many people are in your household? That's a good point there. <laughs> see, I have a uh, see. The thing is, I have a personal bathroom, so it's personally mine. So it's go. basically on me. Everyone else fends for their toilet paper. Whoever else is, you know, got to get theirs. But it's just me. Um, you got a padlock so. on your bathroom. Oh, definitely. I got I got one of those uh, I got one of those um, rental property locks that you see uh, on the door where the the realtor got it. Yeah, the five digit code. But usually it's the uh, usually it's the address of the home. Uh, yeah, I have one of those on my door. Oh my God, whenever I, I leave the house, he got the heavy duty latch on there. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Yeah. I'm only three deep, but running through all that damn toilet paper. Yeah, I was, I was, I was saying the same thing. I was like, we three D two, and uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll be good until uh, um, until we not. So, um, I can't, I can't tell you how long that toilet paper is gonna last, but it'll be a while. <laughs> it'll be a while before we need some. Um, but that, I mean, yeah, that so that that pretty much wraps up that segment on the uh, the 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 quarantine issues, um, and that's pretty much all we have today for the show. Um, want to thank you to all the listeners to or send a thank you to all the listeners who tuned in today um again follow us on, on twitter at plugged in pcast you can follow me at chrissy underscore hustle and you also can follow me at jlhb510 at jlhb510 share the show um continue to you know support i mean basically by doing by by being able to share the show you're you're helping us grow and and by doing that, uh, we really do appreciate that. So, I mean, if you can continue, you know, share the show, uh, subscribe. Um, we're gonna have a lot more of these uh, since a lot of us are pretty much locked up. <laughs> so we'll we'll have plenty of uh, we'll try to we try to get through you know get people through this uh, this just this crazy time that we're living in right now. What about you, Billy? Like, what anything else to add? No, 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 gentlemen, it was, it was fun as always. Yeah. And how could how can the people contact you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Bully Was Here. There we go. All man. right. 
And just uh, go ahead and just uh, consider bully bully a regular on the show since uh, since especially right now we're uh, on shelter shelter in place. Uh, yeah. So expect to, to hear a lot more from bully on upcoming episodes. Um, also, I, I did forget to mention we're also on Instagram. So check us out on Instagram. Um, plug in with us. Um, tap in any topics you want to discuss. If you want to get on the show, we would. Uh, you know the. We would oh, doors are always open if you want to get on the show. The doors um, are always open. But we can't have too many cooks in the kitchen. I'll say that because, uh, you know, it, it may get a little too chaotic. I don't want this to feel like a classroom, a lecture, lecture hall, whatever, you know, whatever is cracking out there. But uh, um, definitely tap in with us. We would definitely love to get, you know, more guests on the show. Um, but with that said, uh, that's pretty much all we got for today. And we are unplugged. Thank you for listening.